Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting here on the SGN Network. Guys, if you want to get in touch with us at Sports Garden, G-A-R-T-E-N, over at Facebook and Twitter, hashtag S-G-N. We got a lot to talk about. What an just a ridiculous middle of the week, right? I mean, Tuesday, Wilson, Rogers, all kinds of chaos in the NFL, getting us ready for the mid-major conference tournaments and everybody who's going to be an automatic bid into the the brackets. Then all of a sudden you go and you go, okay, now we got to get geared up for the big conference tournaments. They started taking place. I know the ACC kicked off on Tuesday, Big Ten. I I mean, it's going to be insane. What a crazy sports week we had. And I want to get into a lot of it. The first thing we got to do is we have to get into the Rodgers and the Wilson stuff. NFL rules, the rules the day, and it certainly rules and pushes the needle on this show. So let's get into it. The Rodgers saga is over. He held teams hostage. Uh, He held fans hostage. He held everybody hostage. And at the end of the day, he just wanted more money. I mean, it's typical Rodgers. Me, 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 me. And that's what he got. You know, there were varying reports coming out. And basically, it's about four years, $200 million contract. If he finishes the four years, that means Green Bay fans would have two quarterbacks in 34 years. Uh, amazing. I mean, that, that's as good as the Steelers run of three head coaches in, in you know, basically a lifetime. Absolutely amazing. He gets $150 plus million in guaranteed money, which is crazy. And even the way that this broke. So Pat McAfee broke the story. And then um, Ian Rappaport went on and broke the story. And everybody was quoting Ian Rappaport until Pat McAfee said, no, that's not exactly what's going on. And then Aaron Rodgers had to go, wait, wait, no, no, no. No, that's not exactly what's going on. But I'm staying with Green Bay. So at the end of the day, who cares? What are the numbers? It doesn't matter. He's staying with Green Bay. And, you know, from a, a standpoint of are we shocked? No. You know, it, it's weird how it all went down. It's weird that Aaron Rodgers it went like this. And I know a lot of people, oh, look, I am an Aaron Rodgers basher. I have always have been. I know a lot of people are going to sit back and they're going to kind of rip apart Aaron Rodgers on the idea of this is this was always the plan all along. I'm not sure about that. I think that there were times during this process that Aaron thought maybe I, maybe I could go. Maybe, maybe it's time for me to leave. I do believe that a lot of this was about money. I think money, money talks louder than anything else for Aaron Rodgers. I've believed that all along, and I still do. I believe Aaron Rodgers cares about his MVPs more than a Super Bowl title. I believe that Aaron Rodgers is a very selfish player. I've always believed all that, and I've said that for years and years. I always mention that Rob Mish put me in, the, in his, uh, his great book, Sports Betting for Winners. Go check that out by, by our buddy Rob Mish. He put me uh, in that book, and it takes a little pop shop at me talking about, you know, he doesn't agree with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And it's funny because Rob is a Green Bay fan. And eventually this year he kind of came around and said, ah, you've been, you've been kind of right for like a decade, right? Yeah, you've been, been saying this on the radio waves for about a decade. You've been kind of right. Uh, a friend of mine, Mark, came out and he's a big Green Bay fan. He said, yeah, you know, you've been kind of right about Green Bay and, and Aaron Rodgers. And, and you've been right. But he goes back to Green Bay. And here's the thing, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, here it is. Wow, they're going to be so much different. But he all, he knew this all. I don't know about that. Look, things happen. And I think that he felt like maybe I can leave. 
we've all had that girlfriend, you know, maybe it's time I go look at other, other avenues. Maybe I could go leave. But outside forces kind of went against him here. Uh, I mean, went for him here and, and kind of against the market of, of leaving. And that is, look, when all is said and done, he watched the NFL playoffs and he was like, wow, I got to go to the AFC and deal with Josh Allen on top of Patrick Mahomes, on top of number one seed Tennessee, on top of the fact that Lamar Jackson's coming back healthy, Joe Burrow. Whoa, who is this guy? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at what Joe Burrow is doing. And I think that that subliminally has a, a little effect in the back of your mind. I also believe that the idea that you're looking at the NFC and look at it from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint, Bears fans, Lions fans, Minnesota fans, he's laughing. He doesn't care. You don't matter. Giants fans, you don't matter. Eagles fans, you generally don't matter. Washington fans, you don't matter. You know, even Seahawks fans, you kind of don't matter. So he was looking at this and he's going, hey, all right, the NFC is there. But uh, And same thing with Carolina and Atlanta. But all of a sudden, Sean Payton leaves. Whoa. One of the best coaches that I have to compete against is gone. Leaves his team in disarray. They don't even have a quarterback. And then Tom Brady leaves. Whoa. The guy I can't beat. The guy they always compare me to. Well, he leaves. Leaves his team in disarray. They don't even have a quarterback. So now Aaron Rodgers is looking at the landscape of the NFC and what he sees in front of him is Dak Prescott. Oh, I'm better than him. And oh, by the way, yeah, my team's probably better than his. And, and oh, by the way, he's also losing a lot of his receivers. Okay, no fear there. What about Arizona? Oh, they got turmoil there. Kyler Murray? Yeah, I'm not believing in that guy. He, he's not worrying Aaron Rodgers. San Francisco? Okay, they just beat me. That could be a problem. That could be an issue. Yeah, yeah. They got Trey Lance. Okay, he's a rookie. All right, yeah, you know, I, I don't know how he's going to be. And then you get the Rams. So even if you want to throw San Francisco in that mix, you're looking at, I think Aaron Rodgers sees that also as, look, my best chance to win, to continue my winning legacy during the regular season is certainly staying in the NFC North. My real idea here is, you know, to win a championship, if that's what it is, even if it's not, just to get another MVP. Oh, look at the teams I'm going to be going up against. I think that all crept into Aaron Rodgers' mind. I do. There's also the idea, and Green Bay fans, hold your cheese throwing, because I think you're going to after this comment. There's not really a edict to win a Super Bowl. There's no pressure to win a Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers. Now, I put it on him, sure, but nobody in Green Bay does. Right? Every Green Bay fan I know is, hey, hey look, Aaron Rodgers is the best. Doesn't matter. Greatest ever. Guy chokes constantly. Guy doesn't win. So there's not really that immense pressure to win the Super Bowl in that situation. Now, you also have to bring up the idea that Aaron Rodgers knows if he takes this money, the team is going to get worse. I mean, they have to know that. The team is going to get worse. Devontae Adams, they might franchise tag him, and he'll be angry, but according to people that I've talked to, he's not going to be that angry, and he won't be angry enough to sit out. But Devontae might leave. They're going to lose a couple of linebackers. And Aaron Rodgers is going, well, it's more of an excuse. Now, now people in Green Bay will still make that excuse why I can't win a Super Bowl. But on the sports betting front, People didn't look at it like that. I look at it like Green Bay made a lateral move. I think they got better because the NFC got worse, but I think their team got worse because they're going to lose some key talented players. And they got Aaron Rodgers, just like they've had Aaron Rodgers. Still haven't won. So Green Bay on February 2nd had uh, 16 to 1 odds. Then the conversation started and it was, okay, wait a minute, it's 12 to 1. Immediately after this, the Superbook USA dropped it from 12 to 1 to 8 to 1. 
That's where it's at. Eight to one. You could still get it at nine to one in some spots. That's where it is. Eight to one odds. That puts Green Bay directly tied with the Rams as the NFC favorite beyond the Chiefs and and, uh, and the Bills. That's exactly where they sit. They're almost the overall favorite. That's interesting. It's interesting that on a betting market, really, really, really reacted to Aaron Rodgers coming. That's something to pay attention to. They really did react. Now, you look around the league and you go, if Devontae Adams leaves, will it impact him? No, I don't think so. I think that this is kind of the odds that you're getting. I think people are looking at Rodgers, even at 38 years old, and they're saying, look, he's a two-time MVP, two in a row. It is a very weak NFC. And I think people are loading up on this. I think it's a mistake, but I think people are loading up on this. And then with the entire NFL world in his grasp for the last couple of months and him wanting full attention and wanting full love and wanting the whole world. Well, a couple hours later, Russell Wilson trumped that, didn't he? Russell Wilson gets traded to the Denver Broncos. And Denver, you know, did this move to make sure that we all didn't say, well, they only did this move because they got rid of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it didn't happen that fast. Uh, They weren't waiting around for Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson in this move was weeks in development. This is a very complicated move. It it wound up being, uh, it wasn't sure exactly what was going on, but basically the Broncos traded two number ones, two number twos, a a fifth, Harris, Fant, and Drew Locke for Russell Wilson in a fourth round pick. Throw away the fourth and the fifth. Who cares? So two number ones, two number twos, Fant, Harris, and Drew Locke for Russell Wilson. You know, at first glance, you look at this and you go, Man, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Oh, that's going to be huge. Oh, that's going to be enormous. Okay. Uh, let's look at the Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Hey, they were set up. People were loving them. People were running to the window to jump on, on you know, if, them, if Aaron Rodgers went there, well, Russell Wilson's still that, that dynamic player. He walks in with a receiving core that's not only locked up, but massively talented, Jerry Judy and company. These guys are massively talented. He walks in with Javante Williams behind him. Oh, wow. You know what? Talented running back. He walks in with a pretty good defense. He walks in with an offensive coordinator that is now his head coach. He walks in with a quarterback's coach that used to be a quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers. Now is your offensive coordinator. They're going to let me go. They're going to let Russ cook. And everybody goes, man, Denver's going to be exciting. Denver's going to be good. Denver's going to be this. I'm sitting here going, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't like them for the win, win the Super Bowl because you think that they're going to win the Super Bowl being a wild card, because I don't think they win the division over Patrick Mahomes. I believe that Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos have just as good a chance to wind up in last place as they do in first place. You have Russell Wilson going to a division where he's used to the tough competition. I think he went for the best division of football to the second best division of football. But Russell Wilson has to go past Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs. Russell Wilson has to go past Justin Herbert and the uber-talented Chargers. Justin Wilson has to go past the Raiders. And haha, laugh about the Raiders. They just made the playoffs. And were really, uh, you know, kind of a touchdown away from advancing in the playoffs with a special teams interim head coach. So I'm looking at this and I'm going from a betting perspective. It doesn't move my signal that much. I think Denver's going to be good. I had Denver tagged with Drew Locke under center as like an eight and nine team. How much does Russell Wilson add? Nine and eight? Sure. 10 wins? All right, I'll give it to you. I think you need like 13 to win this division. I don't see the 13. So I think it's a great move by Denver. Fantastic move by Denver. I just don't know in a betting market if it's something that we can really equate and take advantage of. I don't see that take advantage mark. I think the market's actually going to be a little overinflated here. 
if Denver comes out with a, an over-under of like 12 wins, I, I'm going to be inclined to go under. So, you know, even though the move is really good on a real-life basis, we're talking sports betting, that's something to pay attention to. Then you have the Seattle Seahawks. Look, they're in a complete rebuild. I would not be surprised to see DK Metcalf on the trading block. I would not be surprised to see Tyler Lockett out of town at all. I think both of them not only will be out of the town, but both of them kind of should be out of town. The Seattle Seahawks mentality is they just want to run the ball and play defense. They need defensive help. And they have good, two good running backs in Carson and Penny who can run the ball. They don't have a quarterback now. Drew Locke's going to be the guy. I mean, come on. But I do like what they got back. Now, take this with a grain of salt that Seattle doesn't know how to draft. I mean, that, that's reality. So take the picks with a drain, grain of salt. But two firsts, two seconds. And like I said, their two firsts and two seconds are not coming from a Super Bowl team. Okay, I think they're going to get picks in the teens or the low 20s there. That's a, those are good picks. Those are good picks. Maybe they're, they're able to go get a guy like a Malik Willis, let him sit for a year, you know, and then just start Drew Locke, a throwaway kind of this year. Getting Fant was a big help too. Fant's a big-time talent. So I, I like the move by Denver I'm just not overreacting to the move by Denver. And I think that that's something that a lot of people out there are definitely doing. They're, they're overreacting and the market is overreacting to kind of this move. All right, let's move on here. I do want to talk about the conference tournaments and I'm going to say something. It's a little controversial here and you have to let me qualify it after I say it. Conference tournaments mean almost nothing. Now, let me qualify that. I love the mid-majors. The conference tournaments to the mid-majors means everything. Every, 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 everything, right? I mean, anybody watch that Chattanooga game the other day where Chattanooga, you know, hit that shot basically mid-court I mean, with a defender in his face playing perfect defense with three seconds to go to punch their ticket and move them on? And, you know, you can't tell me that that doesn't mean something to the Chattanooga mocks, right? Uh, and and you look at Furman sitting there, you know, 22 and 12, and they're not going to make the tournament. You will see a lot of these teams kind of sitting there, 23, 24, 25 wins. You know, probably not going to make the tournament. So for the mid-majors, yeah, absolutely. Um, they mean everything. But for the big conferences, does it really matter? And I'm honestly asking your opinion here. Does it really matter? Because while it's a, a all the coach speak, it's, it's a nice thing to go into the tournament. I want to go into the tournament hot. Okay, nice. I want to go into the field. Of, I, I want to hang that banner. Okay. I want to go into the field of 64 feeling good. All right, that's coach speak. That's coach speak. In a betting perspective, does it really matter if Auburn's a one or a two seed? Honestly, if you're filling out your bracket, Okay, and you're going, I'm going to put this team through to the final four. Are you going, ah, you know what, they're two seed, I'm not going to do it. No, really doesn't matter if Auburn's a one or a two seed. Kentucky's a, a, a two or three seed, doesn't really matter. Tennessee's a, you know, three seed or a four seed, doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. So the big tournaments, you know, the Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, if you like them in the next round, don't let the conference tournament kind of throw you off. And I see that happening. Man, I love them. 
till I saw them play a rival in a conference tournament. Now I don't. No, 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 no. If you like Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, or Arkansas to move on and advance to the Final Four, you, you stay with that. Now, the conference tournament might mean something huge if one of the unranked teams wins it. If Alabama comes out and wins the SEC tournament, well, that's a big thing. If LSU comes out and wins the SEC tournament, that's a big thing, right? If Oregon comes out and wins, oh, Oregon, Dana's turning it up right now. Yeah, but Arizona being a one or a two seed doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter to, to most people out there, and it shouldn't. Don't let it matter. Don't let it throw you off, you know, what you know. You know the Big Ten Conference is stacked this year. Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue, Rutgers, Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan State, all should make the tournament. So does a conference tournament mean something to Michigan and Indiana? Yeah, absolutely. you got to win a game or two to kind of probably punch your ticket. Absolutely it matters. But does it really matter? If Illinois is, you know, a two seed, three seed, or a four seed, not really. Not not really. It's not going to make me not bet them. Yeah, it might actually lower, it might actually lower the line a little bit. Tell you, oh, they're going to have a better competition. Doesn't matter. If you like them, you like them. You know, will it matter to Marquette to win the Big East? Yeah, absolutely. Does it matter to Villanova if they're a two or three seed? No. Will it matter to TCU or Oklahoma State? To win the Big 12? Yeah, it matters. Will it matter if Baylor or Kansas wins? If Baylor goes down to Kansas, oh no, they're a two seed instead of a one seed. Oh no, stop the presses. You know, Duke loses to North Carolina on Coach K's final game. North Carolina was unranked at the time. Duke was the number five team in the country. You know how far they fell to an unranked team at home? They're number seven in the country. You know, before that game, they were tabbed as a two seed. After losing at home in Coach K's final home game to an unranked opponent, still projected to be a two seed. I mean, that is the reality that we have to understand here. When you're talking about the elite teams, the elite conferences, it really doesn't matter. The conference tournaments flat out just don't matter. Don't put too much betting stock into any of it. So what a great week we have. We have a great week coming up. And I'm sitting here telling you, Rogers going to Green Bay doesn't matter. Not in a betting world. Wilson going to Denver doesn't matter. Not in a betting world. The conference tournaments don't matter. Not in a betting world. I don't mean, I don't want to put a damper on things. Just reality. I want people to calm down. Usually when there's a big news cycle and big time things and big time games, the betting public overshoots and they over they outkick their coverage. And you don't want to do that here. So stay within yourself. Don't let the news cycle kind of dictate what's going on. All right, guys, next time we talk, we're going to be talking about the field of 64. It'll be all set after Selection Sunday. We're going to be putting this out on Wednesday, getting ready for the big tournament. I'll give my picks, analysis. We're going to have a big, long show that day. All right, have a very good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.